0: To Peer Into Recovery, a podcast with a focus on the profession of peer support. For more information about how to subscribe, please visit our website at www.vprsn.org. Welcome everyone. Thank you for joining us. I am your host, Danielle Donaldson. In this episode, I'm going to be talking with Robin, Robin Hubert about peer drop-in centers. Robin is celebrating 19 years this summer as the executive director of On Our Own of Roanoke Valley. She is a rep facilitator, having been trained in the first class in Virginia in 2004. She is a Virginia certified peer recovery specialist trainer, an ECPR facilitator, peer whole health and resiliency facilitator, and most recently became a certified personal medicine coach through Pat Deegan and Associates. Hey, Robin. Thank you for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking me, Danielle. uh and congratulations on your new certification. That's—I I had not heard of that one, so that's pretty interesting. Yes, it's—it's it's wonderful.
1: I'll have to uh, but, get into that whenever you want to. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah I, I hope that you'll you'll uh get into that a little bit later in our conversation because sure. um I'm not familiar with that particular certification okay so uh yeah nineteen years wow that is uh quite a milestone so um that's pretty amazing how how did you get started uh at on our own well, back in two thousand and one uh, I was
1: Doing very well with my mental health and uh, substance use recovery, and I was looking for a job. And I actually uh, went through what was called uh, the Department of Rehab Services, and I said, "Hey, I you know I need to work. I need to do something." And this the job for the project director of Honor owner Roanoke Valley Peer Center was uh, was available, and my account, job count coach said, uh, "I think this will be perfect for you." And I did not know what I was walking into at all because I hadn't really heard of the peer movement at that point so i I went for the right. interview and uh, was chosen, and that was in July of two thousand and one.
0: So you were the first the first director?
1: No, uh, we actually on our own started in nineteen ninety three And uh, it had a few directors between 1993 and the time I came on board. So I walked into a a situation where I I really didn't know that it existed before, but there was so much available to so many uh, ideas floating around in my head for what we could do to, to let peers know that recovery is possible.
0: How did you get uh, acclimated? How how was your transition period to when you were taking over that position?
1: Well, I'll tell you. Within a month of my hire, uh, I heard a Vocal. Somehow, I don't know how, but I heard a Vocal, and they were having meetings. Um, I think it was it was either every month or every three months around around the uh, the Commonwealth. So I went to a Vocal meeting and. That I met other peers in recovery, other directors and other people starting programs, and that jump-started my recovery and my enthusiasm into what we could do uh, for each other as peers and helping people along in their recovery. So that was a really exciting start.
0: Yeah, and that's a good point because um, vocal... Uh, that's probably a good resource to, resource to share because they do offer support for peer programs uh-huh. and um, helping those peer programs get organized and, and get off the ground. Yes. Uh, so there's probably some people out there that don't realize that Vocal's is a good resource for that. Yeah. They
1: actually have some excellent communications, uh, some publications that are on their website. You could download them and print them off. About starting, uh, getting you know getting started with your 501c3 if you want to become a nonprofit center, and uh, the support that I've gotten over these years from Vocal has been instrumental in helping on our own grow into what it is today, and helping me grow as a person in recovery. So please get in touch with Vocal if you haven't get connected, get their newsletters, and. You know, once we once things start opening up, you'll hear about uh, things to do, conferences and trainings and things once we kind of get back into whatever the new normal is going to be.
0: <laughs> right. Um, actually, let me backtrack a little because I, I, I'm guessing that there's probably some listeners out there that probably don't really know um, what a peer drop-in center is mm-hmm. um, or, you know, what how On Our Own of Roanoke Valley operates. Would you mind like, giving like a little brief description of, of that? Sure. Um, I want to start out by saying uh, On Our Own has
1: grown so much over these years that I've been a part of it. And uh, so when I describe the programs, if somebody who, does, who might want to start something, don't think you have to be where I'm at. Um, I started out where people were coming just coming in for coffee and snacks and an occasional bingo game over these many years. And there were grant opportunities that I was able to um, get to help expand programs. But we are now open seven days a week um, in the afternoons. And in this, before the pandemic, we were uh, holding our groups, two groups a day and people could just come in and just either they could go to groups or they could sit around and chat. They could do some of the crafts that we have available, Uh, just participate at whatever level that they wanted to, Uh, play cards, have coffee and snacks, or um, just, just talk to somebody. And so it has evolved into having many meetings throughout the week, And now that the pandemic has started, uh, has been going on for these past few months, we've been doing some interesting things to keep in touch with the folks that come. So we have Mm -hmm. been holding two Zoom meetings uh, each day. Uh, We've also hold an extra meeting once a week on Saturdays for bipolar disorder group. And we have three evening meetings on Zoom. So for the folks that can connect up with us, they can either call in or if, they can, if they're comfortable doing a video chat on Zoom, they can do that. We also are making phone calls from the center right now, and we are receiving them during our regular operating hours. We, the other great thing about On Our Own is we have this big porch. So people that are not tech savvy, that are used to coming to On Our Own for their daily support, can actually come and sit on the porch and talk with the folks we have two staff on per day, so that um, we can still see people face-to-face and be within the guidelines of social distancing. So we're, we are there. We're just The building is just not open. We're also sending letters out to folks. So everybody who we have connection to, we're sending them, them letters if we have their address, and we're also calling them and receiving calls, as I said.
0: Wow. I'm, gl- I'm glad that you guys have been able to um adapt and and continue serving people um you know everybody's having to think on their feet and uh-huh. and find ways to 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 continue to provide services yes. um can I ask you a question sure. what what do you think is unique about offering peer support as a drop-in center um maybe compared to to other you know if other ways of receiving peer support. What, what do you think makes a drop-in center unique? Well, I think a drop-in center has a place to meet.
1: Um, the 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 interesting thing is that, you know, people know where you are. And so, you know, they could say, hey, we can go to on our own. And it, the word gets around in the mental health community uh, that, Hey, there's a place you can go to every day, and it makes it's different uh, because people. You know, I know I'm in recovery. I know what it's like to isolate, and that's what I did a lot of my years when I was not well. Mm -hmm. And to have a place to be able to just get out and go to um, is is really was really an important piece for me and my own recovery. And I will say that you know people can congregate anywhere that. That Well, not now, but, you know, I would always say, if you don't have a center to come to, all it takes is two people and two chairs to meet somewhere. Sit down, have a, have a cup of coffee, you know, and, and the, I'd say, well, meet in a coffee shop when they were open or, you know, go to the library and just meet. If that's all it takes to begin this, this uh, whole journey into supporting each other. And, you know, the quickest way out of my own depression was to help somebody else. And so when we start supporting each other in that way, wherever we decide to meet, hey, let's meet uh, on the patio of the coffee shop every so-and-so Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning at 10 o'clock and have a have an established place. It just gives you a, a, a way to say, I'm going to do something for my own wellness,
0: Mhm. Well, and I I want to just take this moment to to thank you because you were instrumental in my journey as a, a peer support specialist and you were my trainer for my peer uh recovery specialist training. So, thank you for for being an an, an excellent model and um for being uh encouraging and supportive and um it really made a difference in my life. So I just wanted to thank you for oh, that. You're welcome. And thank
1: you for letting me know that. Sure.
0: Uh, so what does a typical work day look for you? I mean, especially as I guess an executive director, because uh, I I'm sure that you probably have things that you need to do uh, during your work day that maybe the, the um, other peer specialists may not be doing. So um, what is a, i guess you know imagine that we're not in a in a pandemic world right now right. What, what what did your typical workday look like well uh,
1: primarily the mo- most of my time was spent administratively so making sure finances were were spent correctly reported correctly uh, doing all kinds of reports for when well, we have funding from um, federal block grants so there's there's requirements reporting guidelines so making sure those reports are written correctly and um, keeping contracts we have contracts we also go into the community we go into catawba hospital provide peer support and rap groups there uh, we go into the csv and we provide we provide rap groups and uh, we have a little um, place there that we a little room that we uh, do one-on-one interactions with people, introducing them to what peer support is. So there's different little contracts uh, that we ha- that we have. So I have to fulfill the contracts and make sure all those things are like you know making work schedules. And um, but I think the, the the best part is when I you know I get to supervise peer specialists. I get to learn with them on how we can best support the people who come to honor on our own every day. So. That is also a big part of every day is that my door is always open. When my staff come, whether they're on the clock or not on the clock, if they want to come and talk, they come and talk and, you know, we learn together. I don't have all the answers. I have a lot of them because of my years of experience, but I didn't. So another big part of what I have done over the years is reach out to other centers and ask them how they handle a certain situation or, you know, something things that come up that you don't you don't expect Um, and some and how to make the center the best that we can and a lot of times the staff will come and say hey you know there's a situation what do you think we should do to you know make this better and we'll talk about writing policies you know and sometimes um, I will reach out to other centers and say do you have a policy on this or that and the 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 neat thing is that uh, we help each other over these many mm-hmm. years, you know, we, we don't just try to write write it on our own. If we don't have to, we, we get some ideas and brainstorm together and say, what's the best way to do this? So I also, in a typical day, will go downstairs. My office is upstairs, and I'll go downstairs, and I'll just grab a hot chocolate or something and or an iced tea, and I'll sit down, and I'll chat with folks down there. Um, mm-hmm. That. That is a really great part of my day because I love that interaction part. I, you know, I'm I'm not great. I'm not, I was not really great on paperwork when I started this job, but I learned a whole lot. But I like, (laughs) I like working with people. And I love when I do, you know, I'll occasionally uh, co facilitate a rap group or do a peer whole health and resiliency. I love that in my day when I'm able to go and, and be actually part of. The, the peer support team down on the floor with with everybody else. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. typically, myself—that's what I do. My peer specialists downstairs. Would you like to know about the, what they do? Oh, sure. Yeah, please, please share. Sure. So we have two peer specialists every day uh, that are on the clock, and most days we have either an intern from the local colleges or we have volunteers. A lot of people want to be volunteers, and what we do. Is we first thing we do is greet people with hospitality and warmth. We let people know that they're welcome, and we offer a cup of coffee or iced tea or Kool Aid and uh, a snack. And we we have that. You know, a lot of times people can really bond over just sitting there s- sipping on a cup of coffee and chatting, getting to know one other one another. So our staff will will serve uh, people on a regular you know regularly during the day and also sit down with them maybe they want to play a game of cards and you know sitting down playing a game of cards or yahtzee or some kind of game facilitates discussion and comfort that people get comfortable sometimes they'll pull out we have a lot of coloring pages adult coloring books and so people will just sit there and do something actively with their hands Um, Mm -hmm. and then so that people get comfortable together and then they share and let you know that's that's the beauty it just kind of happens the magic happens and and then they also facilitate support groups um, on a regular basis every day we have some different kinds of support groups that on our own and so uh, that is something that people they can either go in the group or they can stay in the center or sit out on the porch so and then we're, we're available for one-on-one peer support. Sometimes people just need to talk for a few minutes. And so we also mm-hmm. do that. So in a nutshell, that's basically our day-to-day operations. And it, That's
0: great. That's great. It just, it gives people a, a sense of community. Uh-huh. Um, and, and that's wonderful. So are there any particular types of challenges that you've uh, faced as a peer drop-in center or as a? Director of a peer drop-in center. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything particular uh, to that type of work that, um, yeah, you've encountered, and and how did you how did you overcome them? Well, I think probably
1: the the first thing that pops in my mind is that a lot of us when we come into peer support and to this profession we or or even as just want to volunteer give back our time without being paid for it we we come in because we want to help and a lot of times we want to fix and so probably the biggest challenge and the biggest learning opportunity that folks have and especially people that are newer to peer support is learning that we're not here to fix people we're here to Mm -hmm. support and so I think on a regular basis, I have to remind new people that you don't have to have the answers. You can share resources, but there's three words that you have to always remember. Listen, listen, listen. You really are there to listen. And listen with compassion. And listen without an agenda don't listen by if you're sitting there with somebody don't list, listen to them and think what am i going to say when they stop talking just listen fully <laughs> yeah. listen with your heart and that's what that ecpr that emotional cpr is about it's it's about listening with your heart and when when truly when people are truly listened to they they feel like they have worth and value Somebody's actually listening to me. I may not have the answers, but I'm, I'm here for you. I'm going to sit right by your side. And that's a really important skill in life to learn, is to just be there. And it's, it's hard in some situations. Other challenges we have is sometimes people are difficult. Um, and that doesn't have to do with mental health substance use or, or, or anything particularly <laughs> but people right we are human beings and we are not perfect and so people sometimes we have people that are more difficult to uh, to serve to to give support to and so we talk about those things um that's how we handle it is we talk about what's going on with this particular person that is causing um, you to feel anxiety and trying to be there for them. And we don't try to change people, but something that helps us is that we have a set of standards of conduct. We don't call them rules, what we call them standards of conduct are ways to behave. When you're in mm-hmm. the center and this little microcosm of society, where you may not you may not be successful in developing relationships out there, but maybe you could learn how to develop relationships in here, within the four walls of this building, where we have ways to help you to know how we're, we all are expected to behave. The, the peer specialists, the volunteers and the people in there, like respecting each other. We we mm-hmm. go and when people come in and they say, hey, you know, you can come in and you can visit on our own. And after about the third visit, we ask you if you want to become a member. And becoming a member really gives gives uh, you that feeling of, hey, I'm a member of something. You know, I'm wanted here, I'm a part. And you, we go through the the standards of conduct. You know, we respect each other. We don't use foul language. There's no harassment. Um, there's no borrowing. There's, you know, there's, and we don't say it in the negative like that. No, but you know, we we try to phrase right. everything in a positive way. But I think the are guidelines for living, and it's it's a lot. It reminds me a lot like the the uh, the little poster that says everything I. Learned everything I learned to do. I learned in kindergarten or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's uh-huh. basically treat each other with respect and kindness, and so right. people know what's expected of them. And when they don't follow that standard of conduct, our staff gently says, "Hey, let's look at this here. This is the way we we conduct ourselves within these four walls, and that's what creates the safe haven. If you come to on our own of Roanoke." you're coming in the door and you know that you have, you know, everybody's expected to uh, respect each other. Uh, You're not going to, you're not going to, don't, you're not expecting to be hit on because we don't allow that kind of behavior. This is not a dating service. This is a support service. So, you know, you don't have to worry about people trying to borrow your cigarettes or borrowing $5 for a pack of cigarettes because that's against our standards of conduct. So you don't have to worry about, that kind of thing because we're going to remind people if they do uh, cross that line and are not doing that so we're helping people learn hey this is the way we work in, the, in our community here in our little peer support community and subsequently they learn that uh, that behavior is more successful for them in society too right. and so people right. do grow and again I will say that I have contacted other centers when we've become, when we've come across difficult situations. And so, you know, I I can't cover everything in one conversation like this.
0: Oh, of, of but, course. But
1: but yeah. I will tell you that um my information is with you to make available to people so when other people have challenges, they can contact me and see how I've handled it or we can we can brainstorm together and Share resources on how you can find out how you can, you know, deal with this so that you can have a successful peer support atmosphere.
0: That's excellent. Um, How do you see peer drop-in centers evolving over time? How is On Our Own maybe evolved in the 19... You did speak about this briefly um, Mm -hmm. at the start, but... um, How do you see peer drop-in centers evolving maybe in the future? Well,
1: I I would hope that people would just start by, like I said, that two people, two chairs. I think there's Mm -hmm. a lot of places around the state of Virginia and around the whole country, I'm sure. But I know about our state that don't have a center like ours. And, like, you can start by deciding that you want to just get together. And once you get a couple people together and you can let other people know, hey, we're going to meet here for coffee. You know, once you get a group of people who are wanting to do things together, wanting to be there to support and listen, and then you could maybe go bowling together or have, uh, we have sometimes we have card game tournaments and fun things that we do as well as the peer support. So I see where people, where, where it's going to evolve in my, in my experience, is just those people who are getting together. And then, as things may come up, maybe a little grant may come up for a couple thousand dollars. Hey, I, I got one of those early grants, and I opened I had, a, it started my computer program and a little coffee house. So we still continue to have that coffee house with karaoke every Saturday, and it's just started with a little grant, and we had a little bit of money. It was two thousand dollars, and we were able to buy a, a computer and and some little a karaoke machine. And so, if you're together, if you start being together, and you have one goal to to just support each other and do something, because peer services are not taking the place of the professional services and the counselors and the medication and thing other things that we use to get well but peer support is the is the part where we grow you can go see your counselor maybe once a week in the beginning once every 2 3 weeks later on but what do you do all the rest of those hours in the day and the rest of the days in mm-hmm. the week it's that peer support that helps you to learn and grow and have a life that is meaningful and has purpose for yourself that you can enjoy and have things you make, makes you smile. So I hope that answered your question.
0: Oh yeah. that That's, that's lovely. I really love that sentiment. Um, so what recommendations or suggestions do you have um, for others who might want to get into peer drop-in center work? And, and if it, and if, uh, Your your new certification uh, kind of falls into that. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that as well. Sure.
1: Uh, Well, I would say the first thing you would would be probably helpful would be to volunteer. Um, When you volunteer, even prior to getting training, if you go and even say, "Hey, I'll sweep the floors" or "I'll wash the tables" or whatever, you get a sense of what other peer specialists are doing in a drop-in center environment. You can't Mm -hmm. really volunteer in my in, in, in my experience, you can't volunteer at like a CSB or a place that, that hires peers, but you can volunteer at a place like a drop-in center. So right. uh, the first thing to do, volunteer, if you like it, then seek out the peer training and go, get as many trainings as you can. Um, I will move to your question about um, the, the personal medicine coaching that I mm-hmm. am now certified in. It is a beautiful way to enhance your recovery doing we take medicine you know physical medicine maybe for diabetes or blood pressure but there are things that we do that help us that are also medicine it's like we're reclaiming the word medicine to say what can we do for ourselves when i was in recovery from eating disorders i didn't eat prior to that food was my medicine because i had to eat i had to start eating in order to feed my brain and my heart So food was my medicine, but playing my guitar is my medicine because it helps me get out of myself. Maybe Mm -hmm. drawing is something that helps you to, it's an action and it helps you ease your anxiety. And maybe taking a walk is another form of personal medicine because that calms down your racing thoughts and helps you to focus on nature. There are many, many things that people do to help them to be well, in addition to things that may be clinical things like going to their counselor or taking their medicines, but the things that you do every day to put a smile on your face, those are personal medicines. Mm. So you'll hear more about that because I'm not the only one in Virginia that was certified. I believe there's 19 people certified around the state. So as soon as I can open that up, I'm going have, <laughs> to have that training to other people And I'm going to be holding a personal medicine class on Zoom, a group, I mean. And so that will be advertised in our calendar. So people who might want to get in on that can look to our calendar and sign up for that at our website. We have that every month. And I'm really excited about this additional resource for folks for their wellness and recovery.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. Would you, do you want to share um, on our own's contact information? Certainly. Uh, for for the
1: listeners? Sure. Our website is on our own, roanoke.org, all spelled out. And there's also a website, a Facebook page on our own of Roanoke Valley. Um, if you cont- If you go on either one of those and you hit the contact button or you Uh, you'll get right to me that emails will come right to me and I'll respond to that. There's also a phone number. It's 540-362-0061. And we are there uh, every day starting at noon, Monday through Saturday and up until five. And we're also there 130 to five on Sunday. And if you leave a message with your phone number, we'll be able to get back to you. So please reach out and we will be glad to get to know you
0: thank you robin thank you so much for your time and for sharing your expertise i really appreciate it you are you're
1: very welcome
0: Thanks for listening to the Peer to Recovery podcast brought to you by the Virginia Peer Recovery Specialist Network and Mental Health America, Virginia. If you like our show and would like to subscribe to the podcast, please visit our website at www.vprsn.org and please leave us a review on iTunes. Take good care of yourselves. Thanks for listening.